0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadclaw Studio and I'm joined by Wendy, the weekend quilter, hey, and our special guest, Young Min, of Youngmin Lee Bojagi. Hi. Now, before we jump into all our chat about Korean patchwork and quilting and everything fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Youngmin? Hello, I'm
1: Youngmin, Youngmin Lee. I'm a maker, teacher, and explorer. I I love making things with my hands. I make, teach, share Korean textile tradition including bojagi, jogakbo, sexual newbie, medu, and a few more things. I'm living in the San Francisco Bay Area since 1996, before I was born and raised in Korea.
2: Um, So typically we start off by asking, what's the story behind uh, people's Instagram handles? But yours is somewhat self-explanatory. But for those of our listeners who are unfamiliar with it, are you able to explain the art of bojagi?
1: Oh, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to. Um, bojagi is Korean wrapping cloth to use, um, to wrap, cover, carry, or store things. Bojagi is a very practical thing. When it's not used, bojagi can be folded and stored in the flat spaces to save spaces. Also, Korean people believe the bojagi can wrap which is happiness, not only objects, but also wish for someone's happiness or prosperity or well-being.
2: So is it usually like, uh, would you say that in gifts, for example, like for wedding gifts or maybe like a birthday gift?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. weddings and birthdays and New Year's are um special occasions that people use bojagi a lot of times. And um, during everyday life, people use bojagi to cover food table and um, wrap something and carry it to the market and buy something from the market and carry back home and um, wrap beddings and clothings when they are not used. So um, And then they can store in the closet.
2: That sounds really interesting. I kind of, kind of almost envision like, you know, those vacuum pack um, sort of like plastic bags that get mm-hmm. vacuum-socked ever then it's like with bajagi-like form. That would be like really
1: cool. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It's a place safer.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can even so, just envision it being like when you're going traveling and then you uh-huh. have a suitcase and you're trying to organize everything. Do people do that with Pujagi? Oh, I think
1: so, at least um, for myself. For my own trip, I always use Pujagi. You know, when you pack your suitcase, you can put things and organize with a um, mm-hmm. small compartment or small um, organizing bags. But um, I use bunch of bojagi to wrap <laughs> my underwear and socks and the trinkets and gifts and things
0: like that. Your suitcase must be much prettier than mine is. Mine's <laughs> typically old, old plastic bags. I think I need to um, I need to upgrade.
2: <laughs> and Amanda, you've traveled with me to QuoteCon like a couple yeah, of true. years ago, and it was a disaster. Like, So is there a standard size to
0: Bojagi wrapping cloths, or um, is it kind of whatever fits the item?
1: Well, usually um, in the history, there is a measurement. Uh, they call it poke, and poke one poke is thirteen to fifteen inch, which okay. is thirty five centimeter. I'm more used to centimeter. <laughs> so
0: is my <Wendy. laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And um, so they people can make one poke by one poke, like thirty five centimeter by thirty five centimeter, and two poke by two poke that doubles up and gets bigger and bigger. And uh, nowadays, when you go to the market and buy bojagi, sizes are pretty much like a a 35 centimetre or 50 centimetre, 75, like that.
2: Yeah. Interesting. So then Mm -hmm. for like, say, a 35 centimetre square, like what sort of things can I fit in that?
1: Oh, you can wrap a small gift or letter, or some gift money. So I have one uh, specific pojagi um, that is called yemulpo, that is pojagi to wrap special gifts. And that is about 35 centimetre um, square, and you just wrap an envelope when you give a gift.
2: Are there certain colours that you need to avoid when gifting someone something so like for example like in Chinese culture like red is you know about prosperity it's about good luck Um, is that similar in Korean culture?
1: Oh yeah red and blue are very uh, specific colors for wedding so during wedding ceremony or um, for wedding occasions people use a lot of red and blue that uh, signifies yin and yang And two different um, families unite into one family like that. And um, most of the time, special occasions, people use colorful bojakis. And I don't think Korean people like to use black that much. So black is not a happy color.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so there's many different ways to construct and um, embellish the bojagi wrapping cloths. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of the different techniques?
1: Um, bojagi is a term that covers so many different um, bojagi, I mean. <laughs> and, um, it could be one color, solid color bojagi. It could be one layer, single layer bojagi. It could be double layer or quilted bojagi. It could be chogakbo, which is patchworked bojagi. Okay. Yeah, and subo is embroidered bojagi, and subo was um, used for happy occasions, such as weddings. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. and when they um, embroidered um, bojagi to make subo, they embroidered many... Um, auspicious symbols most of them are uh, from motifs are from um, nature so trees and birds and flowers and bats and fruits with um, lots lots of um, fruit Um, that means that signifies lots of children and prosperity (laughs) and yeah and peony flower is a um, symbol of prosperity Okay. And it was used for a bridal gift or bridal wedding robe because it just wishes bride's prosperity, I think.
2: Interesting. I find it yeah. so funny that the, the the um the fruits one. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um fertility, many
1: children are so important in Korean culture, especially mm-hmm. In all the days, lots of sons, especially, but I like to say lots of children.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah because you guys also do, it's like just like um, in Chinese culture, you guys celebrate the 100 day um, birth as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because
2: that's like uh, back in the day, like, you know, people could get, re- like, babies could get really sick easily and their lives. Um, can be ended quite shortly so reaching that 100 day milestone is a big deal back then
1: yeah i think so yeah so we celebrate 100 day and um, first birthday which is mm-hmm. very important with that uh, the same reason and 100 days people celebrate using some people use 100 pieces of cloth or fabric from People around them to oh, make wow. something for child, um, the baby.
2: That's really special. That's yeah, gorgeous. Like, yeah. Just, wow.
1: Yeah. So I think everybody's wishes can um, combined in that cloth. And when I make chugakpo, I emphasize hand stitching because uh, each hand stitching stitches are. Symbol of um, wishing happiness for someone.
2: Oh wow!
0: So
1: you can imbue your um, well uh, wishes for someone's well-being in that bojagi.
2: And is there a particular type of hand stitch that you'd use um, in uh, the craft?
1: Yeah, I um, mostly make my bojagi with hand stitching, and there are many different terms and techniques. So when you see one single layer with um, geometric um, stitch lines, um, that was mostly used by a technique called Samsol, um you can think of um, flat fell seam in Western term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can make the front and back exactly the same and you don't mm-hmm. see the frame part or um, end of selvage from anywhere.
0: Do you have any suggestions for someone who is trying this technique for the first time? I've tried it once and my tension
2: mm-hmm. it
0: was it was a bit of a disaster. Um <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't end it I I I couldn't actually unfold the fabric so it was it had a little peak at the end. I, see.
1: <laughs> I think um many people are intimidated by um doing hand stitching because Mm -hmm. sometimes we are very used to sewing machine and well what if my stitches are not even that is um, very typical fear from the beginners (laughs) but um, think as everything starts with the first couple stitches so try to find your own rhythm while you're doing it and uh, once your mind is peaceful then stitches will Follow you, and um, that's kind of suggestion that I can give. And good tools are important, like mm-hmm. irons right next to you. And each every time when you fold or stitch or do some process, iron it before you move to the next step. Yeah, and I I would say that is another way to give a power to yourself, fabric and needle and everything you have to listen to me because I have a control of <laughs> <laughs> making you or growing uh, grow you um, into a beautiful bojagi
2: and do you use like a hoop for bojagi as I well,
1: don't use hoop um, that much I use hoop when I embroider but which is not my strength <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tubo sub, is still um, um, the part that I need to develop more but when I put pieces together and make joogakpo, I do not use hoops but um, as I mentioned ironing is very important and there is a story about seven friends of um, women in old Korea uh, those are needle and thread and Ruler and scissors and small iron for the corner and the big iron for the flat surface and the seventh one is uh, thimble. So those, yeah, so those are um, seven friends, and the story is talking about while the lady is taking a nap, they argue who is the best friend of the lady. I can, I'm the one because I can do this. I'm the one because I can do this. So I often use those seven friends um, when I talk about bojagi. And I have my own seven friends, and I added a couple more since we are living in 21st century. So <laughs> my new friends are um, cutting mat and rotary cutter mm. and hair marker, which yep. um, <laughs> people didn't use in old days. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: And what kind of uh, thread weight? Do you ever do you try playing with your threads mm-hmm. for a different texture?
1: Yeah, I do. So for um, cellulose fibers, mm-hmm. such as cotton and rainy and hemp um, linens, when I use those, I use Mostly use cotton thread. Cotton thread weight between forty to sixty are good, and sometimes I use finer ones for the finer details. And silk and wools and those animal fiber fabrics, then I use silk thread. And oh, silk threads, silk threads are um, surprisingly sturdy and strong. And um, it gives a little bit of um, sheen when you finish mm-hmm. stitching. So I use uh, silk thread, and usually I use fifty weight. Hmm.
2: I, I didn't even expect that there'd be like silk thread that would come in that sort of weight, but it's oh. really interesting. Yeah, it I, does. I kind of envisioned I envisioned that it would be finer than that, but um, yeah, yeah.
1: So fifty weight silk threads are. Um, good with hand stitching and there is um final ones like a hundred weight those are really fine and um I sometimes use but I do not recommend to my students because (laughs) tangles easily and we need to find our peace of mind while we are stitching we don't want it Get into a trouble. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you don't want to be yeah. frustrated or angry with your own thread either. That's so. right. Yeah. yeah. And then with embroidery, like, what thread do you guys like? Do you use
1: embroidery? Um, again, by the fiber that I use. So for the cellulose fiber, I use um, embroidery f- floss, and sometimes linen embroidery thread or floss. Those give a little uh, rustic um, effect. And for silk, I use silk embroidery thread. And embroidery threads are um, floss or threads are finer than um, sewing thread. So we will have to be careful not to (laughs) make
0: mess. (laughs) Yeah. And do you ever use different types of fabrics within one project? Do you ever mix like cotton with silks and linens?
1: I do. I do. I think in old days, people tried to use similar kinds of fibers because of the practical uh, purpose. When mm-hmm. people make chogakbo, not only make something pretty, but also they want it to use for everyday life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you mix different weights or different kinds of fibers, it is hard to clean it or wash it. Oh,
0: yeah. Course.
1: yeah <laughs> so so I think uh, people use the similar uh, types of um, fibers and fabrics but uh, when I make chogapo or pojagi as an artwork I want to experiment with the different effects and different mm-hmm. uh, finish and different uh, look so I'm happy to use different materials and different fibers and sometimes it gives really unexpected e- e- effects. So it's fun to explore.
0: What's been a fun, unexpected uh, fiber for you to work with recently?
1: Oh, well, mm, let me think. I was into natural dyes nowadays. So Mm -hmm. I'm just having so much fun in my backyard using (laughs) indigos and matters and other things. And I think um, the silk and... Silk velvet oh, silk velvet yeah hmm, so I bought a piece of silk velvet and it is very soft and it has r- really really nice shin shiny surface and I dyed with uh, I think avoc- avocado pit or something like mm. that and it really gave me mystic uh, kind of pink color. Oh, yeah. no, that, that was fun. So pretty. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't make anything yet, but I am happy to mix with my other
0: silk fabric. Nice. And is this, have have you started dyeing your own fabrics? Is this a recent uh, um, exploration for you or something you've been doing over it's, the years? It's
1: been a couple of years when okay. I first um, encountered to magic of indigo dyeing i was just hooked and that was um, four or five years ago and you know how the green color turns into blue when it was oxidized so i thought it was a magic and it is yeah yeah it's
2: such a fun process and Uh just like the whole like excitement of not knowing what you're going to get right. At the end, right? right. Um, yeah, it's so exciting.
1: That's yeah. right. So, I took um, an indigo dyeing class from the local place. I mm-hmm. love to go to uh, my friend's um, store. It is called Aver for keeping warm oh. in Oakland. <laughs> and yeah, Christine just made me a um, magic, and I just hooked. And they offer many um, natural dye classes oh, and dyed cool. fabrics and resources. So I thought, oh,
0: well, I can slowly expand my palette. Yeah. So are you collecting all sorts of, like, do you save all your avocado skins, and onion skins, and all? Yes, I do. So in my garage, I have brown bags. So one
1: is for onion skin, it's almost full, so I think I can start um, dying. And avocado pizza, always go to my freezer until I use it. And um, when I go to the farmer's market, I always go to the pomegranate. I cannot eat everything, but I just have to have some skins. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So um, those are um, easy to get uh, things around you. And um, in autumn, I take a walk and gather some acorns and gall uh, nuts. Yeah. Nice. So squirrels are not my friends. <laughs> 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 they, they have to share with me.
2: Yeah. And are there like traditional like bojagi? Patchwork blocks, designs, or patterns that are like similar in Western culture?
1: Oh, yeah. So oh. when you see bojagi, um some are very free form and uh, very intuitive designs, but some have some structure and patterns. And you can see very um, formed very close to low cabin.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Low cabin and uh, pinwheels and Prairie points and mm-hmm. um, another thing that I can think of is um, cathedral window. Oh yeah. Interesting. So we all have exactly the same parents with different names.
2: That's so it's the universality oh, yeah. of that's shapes. right. Yeah. <laughs> and are the is the Korean name and the English name, are they Kind of almost direct translation, or it's completely different. So, like
1: like pinwheel patterns, yeah, we have the um, same meaning.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, okay.
1: Name in Korean and like checkerboard, um, we call it um, pretty similar names. And cathedral window um, is different. Um, it is called Moon. <laughs> that means um, make a wish um, jewel.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: And some people so pretty.
2: Call, uh-huh,
1: Yeah. <laughs> and some people call it um, coin pattern because it looks like a coin when okay. you oh, see the um, yeah. the one unit of the pattern. Mm-hmm. And, and pretty points uh, we, Korean people use a lot of uh, pretty points for decorating children's garments and oh. it is called pine nut because one unit just reminds you of pine nut.
0: Yeah. You have your master's degree in fashion design mm-hmm. and a, your bachelor's is in clothing and textiles. Do you find your fashion training influences your current work in art?
1: Yeah, I would say yes, definitely. Um, I always loved the fabrics and textiles. Mm-hmm ever since i was young so i was collecting little bits of um, leftovers and just just opened the box and I admired them and that led me to clothing and textile and fashion design um path and my training definitely helps help me to make a decision and choosing the color and um, mm-hmm how to incorporate other materials, and of course, um, hand stitching um, techniques that I learned from school. It's very helpful. And actually, I started making bojagi back in college time, when I was taking one course that was Korean costume history and Korean costume making. So as a part of it, Bojagi was introduced, and I really liked it. But I didn't... I started back then, but I didn't pursue since then. (laughs) My focus was um, always into Western-style high fashion.
0: Okay.
1: Mm. So I learned Bojagi in um, college days, but I didn't restart until I moved to California. So my training um, as a... uh, fashion designer definitely helped mm-hmm. me um, starting Bojagi and put, put it aside. But um, <laughs> when I reopened um, that passion, it was very, really, really helpful because I am familiar with uh, stitching techniques and mm-hmm. taking um, or treating fabric as a material. That
2: was definitely very familiar to me
1: because of the training.
2: So you've presented um, at a number of workshop classes and demonstrations on Korean textile arts, um, and including the ones at the Asian Art Museum in San Francisco, as well as the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. So how did you get started with teaching?
1: When I make bojagi, uh, I put two pieces together and I don't plan much and <laughs> From that moment, Bojagi just grows by itself most of the time, Mm -hmm. whether I um, plan it or uh, not. And uh, that is Bojagi making process. And my opportunities to meet people happened just like that. So I told you (laughs) I did Bojagi back in college time, but Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. And then when I moved to California, I was busy adjusting to new environment for several years, and finally, when I had time, I thought, "What? Well, I have to do something with my hands. I'm a maker, mm-hmm. yeah." So I could think about um, Western style quilts and fashion design and other things. But um, my idle hands were um, very happy with making bojaki without thinking. It was very natural thing for me. So I started making, and people around me like to see them. And they have questions, and they wanted to see how I make. And that's how I started making and showing and sharing. Okay. Yeah, so... From my surroundings and gradually people um, recognize me and invite me. And the first um, public uh, event was uh, at the Asian Art Museum in San Francisco. Oh, cool. Yeah, they have a program called Asia Alive. And -hmm. they invite local artists and have a chance to demonstrate works and give a workshop and have a time to meet museum visitors,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So for a whole month, four days a week, for four weeks, I was there and engaged <sighs> with the people. And it was wonderful. And of course, quilters always stop because they can just find so many similarities yet differences. So we can just talk for hours and hours. So that was my first event and opportunity. And gradually, people must heard about pojagi and mm-hmm. looking for someone who can show or tell. So that's how I um, started. And uh, I went to Asian Art Museum, Oakland Museum, L.A. County Museum, and so on and like that. So I would say my bojagi grows organically and my path uh, grew just like bojagi grew.
0: Hopefully you'll, um, once the world, once travels back to normal, you'll come out to New York city. I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. You'll have two quilters. Very, very happy to talk. <laughs> oh Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd love to do that. Actually, because of um, pandemic, I, could not travel and teach and meet people. Mm -hmm. So last year, I taught lots of online classes, like everybody did. And um, I taught my own Zoom classes, and Mm -hmm. um, I taught classes with the Teta Blue Library in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was wonderful because I was able to meet people that I cannot think of meeting in... Unless I travel, too. Right. Yeah. So that was wonderful. But once we can travel, I'd love to go to New York and yes. meet meet both of you.
0: <laughs> it's a date. <laughs> and you also, um, so talking of travel, you've also, before the pandemic, you mm-hmm. hosted textile tours of Korea. Can you tell us a little bit more about these and mm-hmm. if you have any plans for... Yeah,
1: yeah. So um, Bojagi made me uh, meet people, go outside of my house Mm -hmm. and meet people and people have interest in not only Bojagi but also um, other Korean textiles and traditions Mm -hmm. and culture. So in 2017, I formed the Korea Textile Tour with my other two friends and we started leading people to Korea and visit museums and artists and um, take workshops and eat good foods and (laughs) stay in um, traditional houses and learn about culture. So it was really fun. So I did it 17, 18, 19, three years. And because of the pandemic, I couldn't lead the tour in two thousand and this year 2021 mm-hmm. but hopefully I can resume uh, in 2022 and I have um, 16 people are still waiting with me oh. and long long list of um, mm-hmm. people who are waiting that I can open the, the, the dates so yes I'd love to do it again and it's Really fun because Bojagi is taking me back to Korea with people mm-hmm. and let me explore. So I think I I thought um, I was putting my wishes for happiness when I make Bojagi. But Bojagi mm-hmm. is giving me um, or giving back to me in those forms. I think those are um, wishes from my Bojagi. And, um I can explore with people and meet more people and even go back to Korea and learn about my own native country again. That's so cool. yeah
0: on on that note, uh, mm-hmm. it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Okay. Are you ready, young men? I am ready. Okay. Wendy, why don't you kick us
2: off? Okay. Um, so the first question is, what is your favorite time of day to sew? Early morning when everything is quiet. And where do you sew? Oh, here in my home studio. And do you wear shoes while sewing? And if so, do you wear socks? Comfy shoes with socks. And do you listen to music,
0: Netflix, podcasts, or sounds of the world around you?
1: Audiobook or total silence.
2: And what's your current favorite?
1: Oh,
0: Harry Potter again. (laughs)
2: <laughs> how, how, how many
0: times have you listened to harry potter oh
1: many many times
0: <laughs> do you ever snack while sewing
1: i do coffee and chocolate
0: Ooh. oh a classic combo <laughs> yeah.
2: and um do you have a favorite korean textile arts book
1: oh yeah dr hodong bojagi stitch such a beautiful wrapping cloth that's the title and i love
0: okay. that book what is your favorite color
2: olive green and what's your favorite type of fabric rainy and what color fabric do you
0: use the most in your work um natural tone colors
1: beige ivory acro and a little bit of olive green if i
2: can add <laughs> it's like your little signature <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and um What's your preference, uh, solid or print fabrics? Solid. What is the last fabric you bought? Uh,
1: raw silk and muslin from Dharma Trading Company, so I can dye.
2: And what's your favorite fabric shop?
1: Um, small place, but a for for keeping warm. They have really nice selections.
0: It's on my bucket list to visit one oh, day.
1: You will, you will love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How do you organize your fabrics?
1: Uh, I organize fabrics by color and fibers and sizes. And what do you do with your scraps? Make bojagi.
0: Duh, Wendy.
1: question. Trick yeah, question. <laughs> it's good for making jokapo and uh, small pine nuts, um, prairie points, and the um, There is another small thing that you can make with a two-inch by two-inch square scrap. It is called bats, Mm. the flying bats. It's an auspicious symbol of um, happiness. So I use my scraps to make those.
0: And uh, what sewing notion couldn't you live without? Uh,
1: Threader. (laughs) Threader is my
0: best friend.
2: So we're adding that to now as your tenth. Best friend now? Oh, yeah. That 11. You might 10th,
1: 10th <laughs> 11. Best friend.
2: Um, and what thread brand do you use? For silk thread, I use Clover brand.
1: And mm-hmm. for cotton, I like Metler and and thicker, heavier weight cotton thread. I like feel. I don't know if this,
0: do you have a pressing preference? Uh, open
1: seam. For double-layer bojagi and okay. single-layer bojagi, I use um, samsol, which is flat-fell seam.
2: And um, do you machine or a hand piece Oh, I mostly use my hands. And do you pre-wash your
0: fabrics?
1: Um, sometimes when I dye fabric, I pre-wash. Mm-hmm. You have to scour, but other than that, I... I like the crispness of fabric, so I don't wash that often. <laughs>
2: um, and then what's your favorite part of making bojagi? Stitching and putting pieces
0: together,
1: so watching bojagi growing from it.
0: And do you have a least favorite part?
1: Um. Yes, I have a... Um, Least favorite uh, that is adding a sleeve when I have to submit oh. to a quilt show or exhibit. Oh, oh. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, and um, what's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? Oh, my messy workspace.
1: I scatter <laughs> all the things around me. <laughs> yeah.
0: And where is your favorite stop on your Korean textiles tour? There's
1: a museum. In Seoul, and it's a craft museum. And um, you can see Dr. Ho's collection for, cool. at that museum. Yeah.
2: And who is your favorite uh, Bojagi artist? Um, her name is Yoon Suk
1: Jung. She's in Korea, and mm-hmm. her Instagram is Chedam Jung, and her work is so serene and traditional yet very modern so I love her work.
0: I have to check it out. Yeah. And do you have a what's your favorite recent make?
1: Um, um, Jogakpo organza jacket you can see a little bit from there.
2: Yeah. Is that the one that you made uh, with Megan Nielsen patterns? Yes. 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 Right. I love that. And Mm. um, so how many projects are in your work in progress pile now?
1: As I mentioned, I have messy workspace, so four or five <laughs> work in progress are, yeah, here.
0: So it sounds like you don't store your work in progresses, but you keep them around you at all That's times. That's right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's how I like to work. I have to have it in front of me, otherwise yeah. it it yeah. doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I see.
2: Uh, and um, do you have any other hobbies or interests? Um,
1: cycling is... The thing that I love to do, and I live um, in California, and we have good weather almost year-round.
0: <laughs> do you? I, um, are you going on bike paths or is it road cycling?
1: I do road cycling, and I also go to bike paths too. And I have group of um, friends who ride together. It's oh, fun.
0: Nice. Yeah. So before we wrap today up, we've got just a couple more questions for you. And our first one is, who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why?
1: Okay. The first um, account is Nantju, which is my friend's account. And she does most beautiful embroidered um, custom-made handbag. And I get inspired from her all the time and um, the second one is uh, Naomi glasses and she is Native American um, weaver and Mm -hmm. her images are stunning and tells lots of stories so I love to see it and the third one is Rifato, underscore handmade they make most beautiful boro inspired garments Yeah, Yeah. so all three of them are totally different styles, but I love to see and I'd love to um, recommend to people.
2: And before we sign off, do you have any fun projects in the horizon that you're able to share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, so I've been um, dreaming about um, and sharing all the stitches that I do for Bojagi. And last mm. year I made a stitch sampler book and people loved it a lot. So I finally make it into a class. So I'm Ooh. excited about uh, making book with all the stitches and all the pages are um, made with Raimi fabric. So oh,
0: yeah. sounds amazing.
1: Very
2: cool. Yeah. And so is think... this um, done on Zoom?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it will be a Zoom class.
0: So on that note, we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadclaw Studio, Wendy.
2: I am the dot weekend quilter.
0: Our wonderful Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio couldn't be here today, but make sure to say hi to her as well. And youngmin. Youngmin underscore Bojaki. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.